News Talk 1110-993 WBT, the Pete Callender Show here. 704-570-1110-1800 WBT-1110. Sorry, I'm just uh, looking at this picture. Apparently the Democrats are running all around the state doing uh, some Build Back Better PR um, campaign going to various cities. Yeah, they were like, oh, look at us. They did, I think they were here yesterday. We're for Build Back Better. We love Joe Biden. And in Asheville, they got 11 people in a picture. 11 people. <laughs> Which is, if you've ever been to Asheville and gone through downtown past the the big uh, obelisk that's no longer there, the Vance Monument's no longer there. If you've ever gone past there on any Saturday or Sunday, you know that there's at least a dozen people protesting something every single Saturday and Sunday. So I'm not really sure why they're touting 11 people at a Build Back Better rally. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. <clears throat> I'm not a political activist, so I don't know. Jerry says, Pete, listening during lunch break, you are a genius. Thank you. Butler cheer squad, your take was brilliant. Thank you. But isn't the whole woke mind tweak amazing? Those taught CRT must apologize. Charlotte Catholic principal is like, yeah, okay. Can you say cultural revolution? I can. I believe I did, actually. And it's one of the things. They always eat their own because eventually they burn themselves out. It, it, they set everybody on fire, right? Because you, you got to have a constant source of witches, you know? I've been calling this the Salem witchification of America. I've been calling it that for like 15 years. And, and or, or the 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 wheel of perpetual outrage. I think this is where it began. Is that everybody is always perpetually outraged at something, and you got you got power by being a victim. And there's actually been research now uh, within the last year or so. Uh, it, it's called TIV. They've identified the tendency for interpersonal victimhood, and it's a mindset. And once you start thinking in these terms. You, like, can't get out of this cycle. It's, like, self-abusive. And then the people who have TIV, they're actually less empathetic towards others, and they're more vicious in their vengeance towards others. I think that's what's going on right now. It's the Salem witchification of America. But, no, I don't think that the, uh, the cheerleaders should be punished. I don't think that they did anything other than prove that they learned the lessons that the adults in the K-12 system have been uh, pushing. Right? Those are the lessons. They're, uh, they're just proving that they learned the lessons. What do you think? 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. And Angela, welcome to the show. Hello, Angela. Hey there. Hey. What's up? Yes, thank you for, thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to... Um, um, I have history as a coach, and I have daughters that cheered. And I just wanted to say that I totally agree with what you're saying. They're being taught what they're being taught. But I do think that everyone should be responsible and, and for what their actions were. And somebody knew that sign was being made to, he- to hold out there. Yeah. Somebody knew it. There is a coach. There is an administrator. And I don't feel like you, you don't even know how all the cheerleaders feel. There's more than one cheerleader out there. And she may have been told, we're going to hold this sign, and had nothing to do with it. So, I do feel like this is a sad world we live in, but everybody, all the way to the very tip top, as we know, has to be held accountable for something. You can't just let it slide and say, "Well, they've been taught that." Some well, but why? But but they have right. But they have been taught that. Why do you think that anybody would quote be held accountable 
what is to be held accountable for? They've been very clear that these concepts of white privilege and privilege in general, these are concepts that they are infusing into K-12. So why would anybody have to be held accountable? Well, I surely hope not. I surely hope that's not the case in every single teacher and, and student there because that's a very sad world we live in. But I do think that in that instance, in that particular instance, for that sign being it's not acceptable, it shouldn't have been allowed, cheer is to cheer up and bring up and motivate and get these kids going in life with all they have to do. Mm-hmm. That one single sign brought how many people down. And mm-hmm. I feel like there is someone, there is an adult over there that should have known that was going to be hung up there and those football players run through. Right, but this is, just, the, this is the nature of the debate. The nature of the argument is that there are people who believe, as you do, that this was a, a tearing down kind of a message. And there are others who disagree. They don't see it as a tearing down. They don't see this as insensitive. This is true. Wow. Wow. Well, I'll definitely have to pray for them because there is more to life than bringing down people, especially at this age, at this tender world we live in right now with our children. Right. But they don't, don't even see that. it. Right. But they don't even see it as that's my, this is my point. Like they don't even see it as tearing somebody down, Angela. They, they see it yeah. as truth. This is this yeah. is simply identifying truth. This is the argument that when you say, uh, hey, you know, we shouldn't teach people that just because they're white, they somehow are an oppressor class and that they bear responsibility for slavery, for example. And if right. you say that, then you will get accused of trying to deny America's real history. And why are you opposed to teaching history? That's the argument that they make. And that's what this is all about. So if you are of the opinion that, uh, hey, yeah, that was a, in, that was an insensitive thing to say, that was mean, it was it was destructive. Well, they they just disagree on all of that. So, again, what is to hold them to account? You're assuming that people in charge that can hold others to account, you're assuming they agree with you. And I would submit they do not. In fact, the the evidence is actually on the side of no, they don't. They hired Ibram X. Kendi to come and talk to all of the leaders of CMS about these very concepts. So, no, they don't agree with you. They don't think this is destructive. They see it as a PR hit, and that's why they're responding. I don't think they see this as, like, the people who are, you know, in a position to hold others accountable, I don't think they agree with you. I don't think they find it to be destructive. Mm. Well, we got to go back to the basics, man, because I agree. Uh, we got to go back to the basics of right and wrong and, you know, treat each other like you want to be treated. And half of this bull crap would be gone in this world. But I do think that when you do something wrong, you need to teach someone that you did wrong, and they need to be held accountable, and there should be consequences. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's down to the kindergarten, to the, to, the, to the president of the United States. You have to be accountable for your individual actions. And I am looking at a perspective as I have a student out there that does not agree with that whatsoever. And mm-hmm. I want to know who allowed them to hold the sign yeah. and make the sign and, and put it out there for the whole world to see. Because it's not giving us any kind of goodness at all in this, in this county or this state. Yeah. No, I hear you. Bring in trouble. Uh, what do you think about a sign at a basketball game where they would pick a player on the other team and call him Meathead, and then every time he touched the ball, they would chant Meathead, Meathead, Meathead? What do you think about that? I don't like that either. You don't like that either. My, my, I don't like that either. My my, uh, my own child's high school got put down because a cheerleading sign was set aside and put up on a water fountain by accident. Oh, that was a great story. Oh, what a great story. And and so you know what? My (laughs) cheerleaders got penalized and couldn't even say the word white in about a couple of weeks. And I thought, 
this is ridiculous. We're right. going to get down to we can't even drive white cars. We right. can't even have white lines on the field. I mean, what is it going to get to? No, you can. To you just can't say it. You're just not allowed yeah. to say the word. So you'll have to just say a color that is the, like on the, well, I guess, what? like the light there's spectrum. A, there's a lot of other schools out there that have another color, and they sure as heck say theirs. Right. So, well, this was, you know, yeah, we, we did that story, too. And, uh, yeah, somebody, yeah. like, it, in fact, somebody was actually punished for doing the right thing, which was picking right. up litter. <laughs> picking That's up. exactly right. <laughs> you know who I hold accountable for that situation? I hold the person who, who uh, took the picture and screenshot it and sent it to the news media. That's the instigator right there. All they want to do is fuel the fire. And that's all we got in this old world. Half the people want to do right and half the people want to instigate just to see it spark up. Mm-hmm. So these people have got to stay strong. They got to stay strong in their beliefs and they got to be, and they got to speak up when they need it, when they know something is wrong. And I do think at the end of the day, if you can look at yourself in the mirror and know you did the right thing, then good for you. But if you know you did something wrong, you need to be held accountable for it. Period. All right, Angela, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. <laughs> News Talk 1110-993-WBT. I will play the audio of Barry Weiss with the potato, which I did apologize yesterday for calling Brian Stelter from CNN's Reliable Sources. By, for calling him a potato, I try not to engage in like these personal attacks. Um, but I did get an email that said, calling fathead Stelter a potato is an insult to potatoes. Potatoes feed the world. They happily accompany the main dish, and everyone from the youngest to the oldest can enjoy them in their many forms. Stelter's none of these things. The only value he has is someday being quite a feast for the worms awaiting his demise. So, um... I missed the first 40 minutes today, but here is another example. And there's a Facebook link. Oh, this is a good opportunity to just say... If you send me a link in in an email, I'm probably not going to open it. Unless you do what I think Kathy did here is, uh, yeah, Kathy, uh, who gave uh, gave me a little write-up, like, Pete, I missed the first 40 minutes. So that's obviously somebody responding to, you know, something real. It's not just like some, uh, some mass email. Also, if the subject line has a, Forward, 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 forward. In the subject line, I just delete it immediately. So just save us all the time. Um, Harry. Hello, Harry. Uh, Welcome to the program. How are you? Good day. Great program. Thank you. I wanted to comment on the lady that you just spoke with. Okay. Uh, You tried to point it out to her, but she couldn't quite figure it out at the end. She still wanted to blame somebody for leading astray. Uh, the point being, where has she been for the last few years? Does she not have a clue what critical race theory teaches? And as you tried to kind of say, these girls on that cheerleader were doing exactly what they've been taught. Right. And their administrators and everyone, no one's getting punished, as you pointed, because they're doing what they taught. Right. They're doing the good job. Right. Yeah. And so it, I don't think it is, it's, um, I think what, I think what occurred there is a bit of cognitive dissonance, right? That, yes. yeah, that literally um, the message doesn't compute. It, it, it she's not hearing it because it flies in the face of expectations and uh, and uh, her existing body of knowledge, which is this is wrong. So somebody needs to be held accountable for doing something wrong. And what I was trying to point out was it's not wrong. 
Like if there are people who say it's not wrong. And so there is not going to be a punishment. There's no quote accountability because when they go to have the conversation between the two cheerleading squads, um, First off, I expect, you know, a lot of alliteration, but also I expect there to be some recognition that privilege exists, right? And that's what they're going to talk about. Sure. And then it's going to be hugs and kisses because they're all learning the lesson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, Harry. Thanks for the call, sir. Good. All right, man. Um, let me go over here. This is uh, uh, Barry Weiss. She was a former columnist and i think she may have even had like some editorial position with the new york times and she was basically run out of the new york times she resigned but she was run out because she defended israel i think that that was sort of the straw that broke the back um but she's a liberal and she's now on substack which for folks who aren't aware substack is um a subscription-based newsletter program where you can go on there you can write and then you can charge people it's very much like a patreon model patreon is uh one uh, or dave rubin's got one called locals uh and so you it's a way to put content creators in direct relationship to their audience so and, and and like i've done this as well you've got your audience that uh supports you as the content creator, and there's no editorial board between you and them. I think she's actually trying to start her own newspaper, online publication, a purely Substack-based kind of uh, uh, enterprise. We'll see. So here she was, appearing on CNN's Reliable Sources. You write, there are tens of millions of Americans who aren't on the hard left or the hard right who feel the world has gone mad. So in what ways has the world gone mad? Well... You know, when you have the chief reporter on the beat of COVID for the New York Times talking about how questioning or pursuing the question of the lab leak is racist, the world has gone mad. When you're not able to say out loud and in public that there are differences between men and women, the world has gone mad. When we're not allowed to acknowledge that rioting is rioting and it is bad, and that silence is not violence, but violence is violence, the world has gone mad. When we're not able to say that Hunter Biden's laptop is a story worth pursuing, the world has gone mad. When in the name of progress, young school children, as young as kindergarten, are being separated in public schools because of their race, and that is called progress rather than segregation, the world has gone mad. There mm. are dozens of examples that I could share with, with you and with and your you viewers. And you often say, you say everyone allowed. Everyone sort of knows this. And you say we're not allowed, we're not able. Between. Who's the people stopping the conversation? Yeah, who, Brian? Who would, who would be the people killing these types of stories? Gosh. Only there was some evidence that we could, I don't know, cite here. (laughs) This is a guy who works for CNN. This is the guy whose primary job is to run cover for whatever narrative the Democrats are advancing. Brian Stelter, like I said, kind of like a potato. All right, uh, let's head on over to the WBT News Center now and uh, Mark Garrison. Thanks, Pete. Governor Cooper says he is concerned that so many teachers are quitting. 500 CMS teachers have quit in recent months. It is alarming. And yes, it is happening statewide. We need to send the message to our educators that we value them, that they should be paid more. 
So I am very concerned about it. Cooper was in Charlotte today talking about the shortage of workers in daycare centers. The attorney general today defending the idea that the FBI should keep tabs on school board meetings in case parents become threatening. But Republicans challenged Merrick Garland on that idea. One example of a so-called terrorist incident was a parent merely questioning whether school board members had earned their high school diplomas. Now, that might have been rude, but does that seem like an act of domestic terrorism that you or your Justice Department ought to be investigating? Uh, Absolutely not, and I want to be clear. The Justice Department uh, supports and defends the First Amendment right of parents to complain as vociferously as they wish. But Garland ordered the FBI to investigate any so-called threats by parents at school board meetings. Locally, counselors are on hand today at Mount Pleasant Elementary School in Cabarrus County, offering comfort after a child was killed yesterday. That student had already gotten off the bus and was almost at their driveway. The bus had already pretty much left when they were hit by another vehicle. This all happened at Mount Pleasant Road North. That is just about three miles away from the school. Sydney Heiberger with Fox 46. Coming up on the news at 2, another section assault reported at a Charlotte school. It's the third in less than a month. Now, coming up on 1.30, let's check your lunch hour traffic here. Here's Boomer. Thank you, Mark. In West Mecklenburg, we have an incident. Medic has now confirmed a fatality. The 485 Outer Loop exit 14 ramp to Mount Holly Road. So the ramp is closed for the investigation, which is expected to continue to about 4 this afternoon. As an alternate, consider exit 12, Morris Chapel Road, and Bellmead Drive as your alternate. Incident South Charlotte on Arrowwood Road at I-77, Southeast Charlotte, Randolph Road at Sardis Road. This report is sponsored by Circle K. You sip and save at Circle K. Enjoy one coffee or fountain drink every day for only $5.99 a month. Sign up in store. Boomer Von Cannon, WBT Traffic. News brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Get a guaranteed offer on your home today. Go to MarkSpain.com. Have you ever noticed how everybody is a real estate agent? Sure they are. But do they have what Mark Spain Real Estate has? This is Brett. Mark Spain Real Estate has the guaranteed offer, which is the strongest cash offer in the industry. You can sell your home hassle-free with Mark Spain Real Estate. No showings, no open houses, no stress. It's that simple. Find out what Mark Spain's guarantee offer could be on your home today. Go to MarkSpain.com, that's MarkSpain.com, to get a guaranteed offer today and start packing. Hey guys, has your drive been off? Now I'm not talking about your golf drive. I'm talking about your drive in the bedroom. You see, ED, short for erectile dysfunction, is a serious medical condition that needs to be treated. The doctors at the Carolina Men's Clinic are experts at this. It's all we do. Call 704-981-0043. Want to get your drive back and perform like you used to? TheCarolinaMensClinic.com Beautiful weather here for the next several days. Not expecting much in the way of any rain chances here through the rest of the week or into the upcoming weekend. Sunshine, 80 this afternoon. A fair sky tonight, 52. Sunny tomorrow, 80. And a mix of clouds and sunshine Friday with a high 78. Saturday, sunny skies in the forecast. Temperatures in the mid-70s. Richard Wedding of the Weather Channel, News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Plenty of sunshine across the area. It is 60 in Gastonia and 60 uptown at WBT. At WBT, we lead local. I'm Mark Garrison, WBT News.
When it comes to your health, everyone has a challenge, a goal, a dream. And you could probably use some help getting there. That's what we do. We are Apex Health. We're a new kind of Medicare, a you kind of Medicare, offering a range of Medicare Advantage plans featuring real support, including your Apex assistant, dedicated experts here to help you make appointments, get answers and advice, and organize your whole healthcare world. It's all about helping you outrace, outdance, and out anything that stands in your way. Because to you, this isn't old age, it's bold age. Apex Health. Long live life. Learn more and request information today at apexhealth.com. Apex Health Incorporated is a Medicare Advantage HMO with a Medicare contract. Enrollment depends on contract renewal. To join, you must be entitled to Medicare Part A, be enrolled in Medicare Part B, and live in our service area. Tonight, a CNN exclusive. At a critical moment in his presidency, Joe Biden takes questions from the American people. Anderson Cooper moderates a CNN presidential town hall tonight at 8 on CNN. Looking to buy your dream home? Bruce and Brandy at Giving Tree are ready to help you every step of the way. Call Giving Tree Realty today at 980-443-GIVE. That's 980-443-4483. 980-443-GIVE. News Talk 1110-993 WPT, where we lead local. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. So this is really cool. John Hancock is going to be inducted into the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Congrats, John. Oh, he doesn't listen to my show. But uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he does or doesn't. John has been... Um, like. So here's a quick story about... Because uh, when I first started as a host, I would come on right after John, because John was doing six to nine and I was doing nine to midnight here. And uh, I learned like basically everything I know about being a talk show host. I learned from Hancock. So blame him. And uh, from the really long live reads to the, (laughs) to the studio handoff, the importance of a studio handoff, making sure that you have everything Put aside, you know, get packed up, ready to go. So the next guy coming in is ready to go. Um, all of that, but um, but no, just in the way the way he did his show and the conversational nature of it, and his advice to me over the years, because I would be down there, I would show up, and he would be down there in the where where the jocks used to be, the talk hosts would be down in the basement, and um, and so I would I, I would show up, and he would be down there, and I obviously being a reporter, and I'd done many, many, you know, live hits with him over the years before, but uh, just a really good guy and lots of great advice for me over the years and uh, couldn't happen to a better broadcaster. Uh, He'll be inducted, what is this? And before the end of the month. All right, so uh, the 26th? Yeah, October 26th. So congratulations, John Hancock. He's already in the WBT Hall of Fame here at the station, and so... I mean, fine if you want to be in the North Carolina Hall of Fame, too. But really, the one that matters is here. So um, <laughs> so that's really good news for him. Uh, kudos to him and congratulations. I'm really happy about that. Um, and what else? Uh, 
there was something else. Oh, the rest of the soundbite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Barry Weiss uh, on with Brian Stelter. And she's saying, like, the world has gone mad. And he's like, so tell me, why did the world go mad? Tell me, what do you mean by this? And so she starts explaining and just gives just bullet point after bullet point. You know, when you can't say, when you're not allowed to say men and women are different. And his response to this, so detached from reality outside of his media echo chamber, which is hilarious that he does a show called Reliable Sources, right? So detached is he that he doesn't understand that you are not allowed to say some of the things that she has uh, she has outlined unless you want to get fired, unless you want to be, quote, canceled. And I understand like this is um, this is difficult for and I have acknowledged this my own privilege, if you will, uh, as a talk show host. But I know this because before I was a host, I was a reporter. And you don't get to say as much as you uh, get to say as a host when you're a reporter. But I also recognize that I get to come on the air and I get to talk about all of these different topics. I get to make the jokes. And by the way, you do know they are jokes because I play the rim shot. Okay, that's why I put it there. So uh, I make the jokes and I get to say these things. And a lot of you don't get to say these things. Because if you did say these things... In an office or uh, business environment, you would be fired. And I don't even say anything because of my training as a reporter. I don't say stuff that's, I, I try not to say things that are, you know, unnecessarily uh, aggressive or hostile or nasty towards people. I, I, I try not to do that. I mean, okay, fine, Brian Stelter. I apologize for calling him a potato now two days in a row. Okay, I'm sorry. But he so so much is. I mean, he really is. But I don't engage in those kinds of personal insults, except for Brian Stelter. And the, I, I don't do it because, first off, I think it just undermines your argument. But also, um, it doesn't uh, it doesn't win people over. I mean, yes, it's going to get a laugh from the people who already think Brian Stelter is a potato. But there isn't anybody who's like, I love Brian Stelter. And then, wait a minute, he called somebody I love, he called him a potato. Well, that changes my opinion of Brian Stelter. No, it doesn't change anybody's mind. So, I mean, I just say it, well, because I speak truth to power, okay? And the truth is he kind of looks like a potato. That's the truth. And I, I speak it to power. And he's got the power. He's at CNN. As much as I hate to acknowledge it, but he does. And this, by the way, is why I am so hard on the uh, on a lot of media people. It's because... I expect more. I expect more from journalists. I expect more from these reporters. And I'm not seeing it. And so maybe me being highly critical of them, they get to dismiss it more easily. Maybe you catch more uh, more flies with the honey. But it's it's not gotten better. And I doubt, you know, me coming on the air... And saying, well, I really wish that they would ask this uh, question. Maybe somebody could ask this question if I do it in a really nice sort of way. Meanwhile, they don't ask the question. And they keep not asking the question. And they keep running cover for Democrats. They keep acting as water carriers. And so, no, you know what? Pound sand. I'm done playing nice with you guys. Uh, If you can't be an objective journalist, that's fine. But don't tell me you are. Don't pretend that you are something you're not. Right? That's all. This really is what drives me. Like, if it, I don't like having somebody whiz on my boots 
just in general, that's really, that's kind of the standard. Just don't whiz on my boots. But then tell me it's raining too. Like you do that, now it's like insult to injury. Now I have no use for you. So uh, that's, this is why I, I, I give the, uh, I give a lot of journalists and, and media people, I give them so much hell because I demand better from them and I don't see it. And I know they can do better because I did better when I was a reporter. You have to want to be better, or as Melania Trump would say, be best. You have to be best. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. All right, so just full disclosure, I have no idea if this is true or not. Just got this on the Twitter machine, though. Uh, Pete did not know if you have heard, but last night, Audrey Kell Principal Brooks sent out an automated message to students and parents apologizing for a football player slash student carrying a Blue Lives Matter flag. During the tribute to Officer Herrera at the homecoming event. For real? You're paying tribute to a cop and someone carrying, and I'm guessing what the Blue Lives Matter, is that is that the American flag with the blue stripe on it? Is that the flag? No apparent concern for student who has been receiving threats but said we must, quote, be better. Be best and not show symbols of racial insensitivity. This is so destructive. So destructive. I mean, look, as a lowercase libertarian, I understand police officers are agents of the government, of the state. So I recognize there should always be a healthy wariness. <laughs> uh, that being said, that being said, simply recognizing the service of a particular profession does not equate to any kind of racial animus. And uh, shame on those who have made that so. The fact that people would see that flag as a racial flag, as are terrible people. Um, All righty, so there was a memo that was... oh. So along this, uh, along the lines here of the um, uh, the the schools and uh, the the wokeism and all of this garbage, uh, this has prompted parents to go down to school board meetings, right? Raise a bunch of cane, yell and scream, and that sort of stuff. And then that prompted the school boards association to send the letter to their bestie Biden, saying, uh, "Hey, we need you to go after these right wingers who are threatening us." And then we find out that the poster boy for the right wingers threatening school boards, this guy out of Loudoun County, is a Repub- or not even a Republican, he's a plumber, uh, whose daughter was sexually assaulted in a bathroom by a guy wearing a skirt. And he went down to the school board meeting and the school district officials told him and the crowd that no assault had occurred. And he knew that was not true. And then someone called his daughter a liar, and he had some words for that person. So then they sicked the cops on him, and the cops dragged him out. And he became the the video image of all of the 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 Trumpkins that are just you know disrupting our meetings and threatening our lives. This is all important because what's going on right now on Capitol Hill is a hearing. Merrick Garland from the uh, DOJ is there, and. Um, he was asked by Congressman Chip Roy about this very story 
out of Loudoun County. And he said he had no idea about the details of the story. He didn't know about the story. And Chip Roy on Twitter says it defies logic that after having issued a memorandum targeting parents at school boards, that he's unaware of this story because this story was referenced. Right? This this was the reference point in the letter from the school boards association. So now we have another memo, another letter that went out to... Um, who did this go to? Do, 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 do. Well, a bunch of people. Uh, oh, yeah. So it went to every police chief and sheriff in North Carolina, but also all the U.S. attorneys in North Carolina. Uh, for the Middle District, for the Western District, Eastern District, as well as the FBI special agent in charge, Robert Wells, in Charlotte. And this letter was signed by Congress members Dan Bishop, David Rouser, Ted Budd, and uh, Greg Murphy all North Carolina congressmen. And uh, they cite the memo that went out from Attorney General Merrick Garland that claimed to be responding to, quote, a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence and a rise in criminal conduct directed towards school personnel in recent months. And they say in this letter that we believe the Attorney General's premise to be utterly false. Nationwide news reports are of three arrests for minor assaults with no serious injury. One for a broken glass door in Troutman, North Carolina, and a couple uh, for trespass based on disorderliness at meetings. Rumor mongers claims of threats turn out in each reported case to be vows only of electoral defeat or of protests at officials homes or in one case in Stanley County, pure hearsay with no identified culprit or other specifics. It is emphatically not the role of federal law enforcement to stigmatize and chill a political movement disfavored by the incumbent president. Constitutional protections apply even to protest and petitioning that is confrontational or offensive, absent violence, imminent apprehension thereof, or property damage. After what government turned a blind eye to during 2020, it seems preternaturally naive or worse of any public official, especially a U.S. attorney general, to think that insults or epithets towards public officials warrant a nationwide dragnet by the FBI. There could be no legitimacy in meetings organized by federal law enforcement to strategize about suppressing First Amendment protected activity. We intend to monitor closely the meetings that the AG directed the FBI to conduct. And since we are each within the scope of the audience the AG directed you to include, and we presume your political neutrality here, we request that you notify us well in advance of every such meeting in the state of North Carolina and permit us to attend in person or through our staff. Unless there's a partisan motivation or content, there should be no reason to exclude us. This is brilliant. Glad they're doing it. They're demanding invites to all of any of, the, any of these meetings that get scheduled. And they've included all the police chiefs and sheriffs. So they're now aware of our interest and request for notice as well.